0: Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hi, and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Lano, and I am here with my friend and very special guest, Miss Nikki Nash. Nikki Nash is an author, a speaker, a marketing mentor. She has a fabulous podcast herself called the Market Your Genius Podcast, which is also now going to be a published book.
1: So Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Tell the audience a little bit about you. Oh, Nicole, thank you so much for having me. And you know, I love chatting with you. So it's almost like uh, we're recording a podcast episode, but we also get to riff a bit and have more fun conversations. So I truly appreciate it. And uh, I am really excited to speak to your community. And for you listening, I feel like my path, whether it's exactly like yours or similar, there are gonna be things that um you might have thought felt or been there. And to tell you a little bit about me, I thought at a young age that I wanted to move up the corporate ladder because that seems like what people did. And I was ambitious and I wanted to be successful, but I, at my core, I wanted to do something that made a difference in the world. And that's always been a part of who I am. And I distinctly remember in my first job, I was six months in And it probably happened earlier than six months in when I had this conversation with my dad, but I quit six months in. Um, And I remember saying to my father that I wanted a job that was fulfilling. And I just felt like I was spending all of these hours at work selling small ad space in the back of a magazine. And while I thought it was a great magazine, I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) You know, like, I don't know that I care about this. And my dad said, you know, well, you can have uh, opportunities to make an impact in the world outside of work. And I heard that. And, you know, when when parents say something to you, uh, you either believe them wholeheartedly, or sometimes you rebel wholeheartedly yeah. when, when you're just like, I don't know. And I believed him wholeheartedly. But at the same time, he was a doctor. Both my parents were doctors. I'm like, but your, my, your lives have literally been dedicated to saving lives, or my mom's an OBGYN, or like bringing life into the world. So I'm having a hard time with you telling me there are other things I can do to make a difference. And long story short, I just kept going from job to job. And I think the longest I stayed anywhere was short, just short of three years, trying to find the thing that was going to be fulfilling. And long story short, I found out that ovarian cancer ran in my family. Uh, I found out that after genetic testing, my sister and I do not have the gene mutation that makes this high risk for ovarian cancer. But through that whole process, I said to myself, do I want to spend the rest of my life in a cubicle? And I had been making six figures since I was 26. I had been moving up and, and working hard and kicking butt and taking names or whatever, but I just <laughs> wasn't happy. And uh, I decided I was going to start a business and if anybody has said, I want to start a business and freaked out and got afraid, uh, I was there too. So I ended up getting another job <laughs> as head of marketing at a tech startup before I ultimately left that and started my own business. And that kind of brings me to where I am today, where I help uh, primarily uh, folks that identify as being women take their experiences and expertise and their stories and their magic and share it out in the world. and turn it into a profitable business so that they are doing something that they love, turning it into not just a career, but their C- CEO or visionary or, you know, the sp- spokesperson of a vision that they have. And they're able to do it in a way that is not only fulfilling, but flexible for the lifestyle that they truly desire.
0: The life by design, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love that you share your story so openly and honestly, because I think there's a lot of There's a hesitation for a lot of people to share the fact that they didn't have this like perfect trajectory that just kept moving up, moving up, moving up and everything just almost like that they were preordained to end up where they are. And, and, you know, the fact that you talk about the fact that like, I did a lot of things that didn't work and I had to figure it out. And now I am where I am. So it makes it all worth it. But I'm curious if that ever, and, and this is just my own curiosity, have you, did you ever not have faith in yourself or feel like you had to kind of disown parts of your past in order to be like fully in where you are now? Meaning, like, you look back on it and you're like, oh, that doesn't belong in like me being this entrepreneur.
1: You know, uh, it's interesting because I think for, Me, I have always believed in intuition and I've always made decisions based off of my gut. And so when things didn't work out or if I I went down a path and I was like, ooh, that doesn't feel good or I don't really like that, I usually just went, well, that probably happened for a reason. And had I not gone through that, it wouldn't have led me here you know? And I choose to believe that everything happens for a reason because I do believe that it's a choice. I mean, you, the it may not be true, but it's okay because I choose to believe it. And in choosing to believe that everything happens for a reason, every mistake that I make, every seemingly wrong turn, there's value in that. And so I, I don't know that I've, I'm sure there are times, I'm sure there are times where I've lost faith in, in things. Um, because I remember periods where I was at a job and miserable. Like I had gained like 60 pounds. I was like miserable. Life was terrible. It felt like, Um, but I also believe that had I not gone through those experiences, I wouldn't be so driven to help people find fulfilling careers. And I, and whether particularly through entrepreneurship, but I believe that everybody on the planet can create a life they're madly in love with. And had I not been miserable for lack of a better word, or I tell people it was like a soulless zombie walking around it, which is sometimes hard for people to imagine because I'm just so energetic and bubbly, but my best friend, she's like, What's wrong with you, for lack of a better word? Because I had moved; uh, I was in a different city. I was living in Boston. All of my peeps, or my close friends, are in New Jersey, New York, and they were like, uh, "Are you okay?" <laughs> so, not so much lost faith in in, or look back and go, "That piece doesn't belong there," because I I choose to believe that everything happens for a reason.
0: Well, and sometimes the 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 extreme misery is just sort of the point it had to get to for us to make a change absolutely. And it's the catalyst for the push because you might've taken like, and I think about that from like my corporate struggle. Like, you know, I was at corporate for six years. So you did six months and you were like, I gotta, I gotta think
1: about this. I did. Oh no, I was in corporate for 10 years. I just did six months at my first job. (laughs) and was like peace, (laughs) but I did 10 years working for other people.
0: Yeah. And like I did six years on wall street. And it was like, I would say three too many, maybe four. Um, I learned a lot. Like I totally, it's why I can do what I do now. But I remember that like, I went into like a severe depression while I worked there, like where I was diagnosed clinically depressed. I didn't go on medication or anything because I knew it was something like situational. I knew that I was like, there are messages I need to receive. I don't need to numb this. I need to analyze this and figure out what my next move is and tune into myself. And I don't think I would have made the extreme change that I made to leave it all together if it hadn't gotten so bad. I think if it had gotten like, you know, just, uh, I'm just not happy here. I might've convinced myself that going from one bank to another might've been the move that I needed. Like so many people I know, um, that like, oh, I'll just get another, I'll get a job at that bank. The grass will be greener over in Midtown. And, and that's not at all the case. Like I can't imagine my life now if I hadn't made that hard, right?
1: Yeah. And. I'm with you. I think usually, and what I found as I job hopped, you know, looking for the one that was going to be the job that I'd love, it wasn't the jobs. There was nothing wrong with those jobs. Somebody else on the planet p- took my job and was very happy and is in life. It just wasn't in alignment with who I was and what I wanted. And so I think so often uh, for me, especially, but I see other people um, have this experience where you think it's the, the job or something external. And so you keep trying to change the situation, but you're still going to that new situation with yourself and your misalignment. So it's the same thing's going to happen.
0: Absolutely. And, and that kind of brings us into, you brought up intuition before that you had always trusted your intuition, that you kind of always had that, you know, you always believed in it. And I'm curious what role that plays in the, how you work with your clients And what you teach them to do and how you see it as being an entrepreneur, how your intuition guides you, you know, your, your, your book, your podcast is market your genius. So how does your intuition play in marketing your genius?
1: Yeah, I think, um, for me, intuition and and gut feelings are a part of who I am. And I distinctly remember being in a leadership coach. It was really more of a coaching program. And, uh, they were challenging the idea of intuition because it's it's something that could they're like how, how do you know that that exists almost and and or I would say I didn't want to do something or something didn't feel right and their belief more specifically was that you know your feelings are just feelings that doesn't mean you should act on them which is similar to thoughts like every thought you have isn't real. Actually, most of the thoughts we have aren't real in reality. They're real to us, but they're not like, I had this thought, I'm terrible with money it used to be one of my beliefs or thoughts. That didn't that wasn't actually true in reality, but it was true in my reality. Right. And so I think um when I come when I came into contact with people that were challenging my belief of intuition and feeling, I, I always go back to, you know what? It may not be right or real in your reality, but it's real for me. And so when you are marketing your genius or when you are working with clients, you have to do and feel and be who you are. So if you are intuitive and you believe in intuition, then go for it. If you are like, oh, manifestes, and, manifestes, and manifestation is BS and I believe in hard numbers and that's what you truly believe and that's who you are, then be You do you boo, you know, (laughs) you were put on this planet to share your message with someone, right. And your experiences. And so I'm very much a believer of when you are uh, marketing yourself or being yourself, it's, You have to show up as your entire, whole, complete, magical self. And that is a huge part of what your genius is. It's because nobody else is you. Nobody else has the same experience as you. Nobody else just plopped into this earth the way you did with all of your, I don't even know, unique qualities, I would say. So for me, part of it is intuition. And when I work with uh, clients, especially when I used to do one on one, I just would sometimes intuitively know what I needed to say to them for there to be a shift. And it's not like I had a script or a bunch of questions that I would constantly go through in order to say, if I ask these questions, it will transform their life. It's just, you know, I just felt it and said it. And it almost, I felt that way with my book. I know what's in my book. I wrote my book, but sometimes I reread the book and I'm like, Damn, was I channeling this or something? Like was it like my intuition, was my somebody else writing this book while I was writing it? Because this is good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a great feeling to have. Like I am a genius. This is amazing. I know. And 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 everybody should have that experience where you read something back to yourself
1: and, and that you wrote that you created and you're like, this is good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there were definitely times where I read something and I'm like, what the heck was that? And then I, you know, edited it. But, um, I think I like to focus on the genius magical focusing on that is more empowering for me. (laughs) Oh, for sure. So, so a question for you then
0: is, do you believe that everybody has, is a genius at something that they have some genius within them?
1: Yeah, I, I do believe that everyone has a genius within them or is a genius at something. I think what is interesting is first folks have to define genius. And so I think sometimes uh, when people define genius, it, it means that they are, you know, I, they are, uh, I don't even know how I want to say this. It's like they're Albert Einstein of something, right? And growing up, my younger sister, she's five and a half years younger than me. Had, I think a perfect score on her SATs when most people weren't even at her age weren't even taking the PSATs. Like she's just like, and I think it was a perfect score in math or something. Like she's just that good. She got a she got a letter from Harvard. I'm pretty sure that was like uh, we'd basically alluding to the fact that they'd accept her if she would complete her application. <laughs> it was like, can you please finish this? Um, she's just uh, to sound Boston or sound like a Bostonian wicked smart, right? Um, But uh, I realized growing up, I'm like, that's just not my genius. Like, that's just not who I am. I have um, probably more what people would consider soft skills and and a high, I have a high IQ or no EQ. I don't even know what I have. I have a high EQ Um, and I'm very intuitive and I have an energy about me that seems to connect with uh, certain communities of people. And And I think that those are all gifts that are for a reason and I can leverage them and lean into them in order to help other people through my business or just through friendship or whatever it is that I'm doing. And so I truly believe that everybody has gifts and has genius. I just believe that not everybody is aligned with their gifts and their genius. And sometimes I can speak for myself when I was miserable I was not aligned with my gifts and my genius. It would maybe pop out in moments, but I was often too out of alignment with who I truly was to even realize my gifts, my magic and then let alone use them. Because often when we're when we're not aligned, you know, you're
0: it's normally kind of a a mind f you know, you're sort of messing with yourself all the time because you're trying to do something that's just not in your zone of genius. And so you kind of beat yourself up every day. Like, why don't I like this? Why aren't I good at this? Why aren't I? And that becomes just this vicious, vicious, vicious cycle <laughs> where, you know, that, that head trash just never stops because it's what you're doing every day. So how does somebody, how does somebody know how to get into alignment?
1: Yeah. I think uh, when it comes to getting into alignment with, you know, what your genius is and who you truly are, it's honestly just being present and aware. Um, I did this exercise the other day as I'm looking at my business. And I just looked at my calendar, for example, and I looked through everything that I did. And I wrote down everything that brought me immense joy, everything where I felt like, wow, if I could do that all day, I would be the happiest person in the world. And I think people can do that looking at their life and honestly just paying attention day by day and going, ooh, that feels really good. I love that. Oh, that does not feel good. I do not like that. And I think that when you can bring that to every aspect of your life and your business, meaning I'm going to see how I want, what does my dream lifestyle look like? I thought I knew what my dream lifestyle looked like because it was marketed to me. And I wanted, initially I thought that, laptop lifestyle life. And I was like, why is everybody in Bali without me? And then I realized when I tried that I was exhausted. (laughs) I was like, I love traveling, but I realized that I'm the traveler that likes to have a home. Like ideally I'm like, I realize that I just want to go somewhere and stay there and then maybe do, you know, weekend trips or week long trips from there, but basically have a separate home base. Like I'm like, I want a European home and then I could travel Europe when I feel like it, but I'm living in Europe like three or six months out of the year, right? I realize I'm that person, not that I want to be in a new town and a new city every other week doing a new thing with new people. I, that exhausted me, but that's exciting for other folks. So I think it's living and realizing what works.
0: We should split a place in Spain because that's exactly my jam my jam is like I just want to go and park myself in Europe someplace and then and have like little branch trips off of that one big thing. so i'm I'm totally with you there. I hear you there. Um, yeah, the vision has to be yours. It has to be what like is coming from inside of you and not what other people are doing or what other people are what their thing is and what their vision is for their life. Like, you know, like you said, you do you boo. Um, But, but kind of taking that same, same feeling of like, don't make somebody else's dreams, your dream. Um, How about applying that to like a marketing strategy to stepping out and marketing yourself and and putting yourself out there? Like, I I know you've said before that, you know, someone else's marketing plan, isn't going to work for you. Why is that?
1: Yeah. I think that there are so many messages out there in terms of how to grow your business. And strategically from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense that somebody's going to say, "Oh, you should do webinars." And another person's going to say, "Webinars don't work. Here's exactly why webinars webinars won't work for you." And then another person's going to say, "Grow your Facebook group." And another person's going to say, "Facebook groups won't work for you." You know, I <laughs> think there's going to be a ton of messages out there. And when you are looking externally for the answer in terms of, I just want somebody to tell me the marketing things that I need to do specifically that will grow my business. Why that usually doesn't work is because somebody may tell you something that doesn't feel good to you and doesn't feel right for your audience. And you're trying to push it uphill with like, no shoes in the snow for like 20 miles or something, you know, being melodramatic, especially as it's snowing here in New Jersey. (laughs) Um, But you're like efforting and the efforting is not going anywhere. It's like, if you could try to push a boulder uphill by yourself, it's not going to be too great. But if you let go of the boulder and you watch it roll down the hill, it's going to move faster and get to, you know, a place, maybe it's the place you were actually trying to get to. And so I say that because, when you want to think about your marketing and growing your business, it's equally as important as getting clear, or getting clear on your vision and where you want your business and your life to look like is equally as important as to being in alignment with how you want to get there. Because if you come from the standpoint of instead of what is the thing that's going to work for me and you just pivot that question or switch it up a little bit and say any uh, any marketing pl- uh, tactic or strategy out there will work for me. Which is the one that would be most fun for me? Which is the one that feels more in alignment with who I am and what I want to accomplish? Then we're talking something magical here. And there's really when you can come from that standpoint, I tell people marketing is just like dating. And when you look at it at the highest level, it's like, oh, okay, I'm just dating these folks and then uh, like, you know, proposing asking if they want to put a ring on it, asking if they want to buy. And so when you can let go of, I need the right way, and you can focus on what's the most fun way, uh, it opens up a lot.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I wonder if we could take that concept and apply it to just some specifics for just a minute. Because I, I love what you said. And I think that I think a lot of people, you know, because uh, like immediately my mind goes to, Platforms. People are like, should I be on this or should I be on that? Should I be on Instagram? This person says that, the, and everybody's buying courses and things to for the tactic because we're going for we're we're attacking and going after the tactic. The webinar, the Facebook groups, and we buy all of these things and all these courses and follow all these gurus that say this is the way. And I, I'm I'm curious what what your take it. so now we have Clubhouse. Now we have Instagram, YouTube, podcasting. There's all of these different things out there. And the truth is is that they all work. They all work for someone. like they they're all valid. Um, but but what what would you do? Like how do you determine where you belong and how do you advise your clients on that?
1: Yeah. So the first thing that I will say is that you are so aligned with you in terms of any of these platforms could work for someone because they are working for someone, which is why there's somebody marketing to use that platform. So the question then becomes, well, if the platform doesn't matter, then what should I be focusing my time on figuring out and understanding? Because so often people are focused on platforms, which... To me, I look at that as a symptom as opposed to the core problem, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I, I always thought I had tight hamstrings. I saw a chiropractor who um, works on strengthening. He doesn't do adjustments. But the point of the story is, is I thought I had tight hamstrings and that because of my tight hamstrings, my back hurt. So I kept trying to stretch out my hamstrings, but it didn't do anything. Like, no matter how much I stretched my hamstrings, they didn't feel looser. And he goes, oh, actually, it's not a hamstring problem. It's actually a core problem. And when we started doing different things, I'm like, oh my goodness, the pain in my back went away and my hamstrings are apparently very flexible, which is why no amount of yoga or Pilates or straight up stretching made me feel any more stretched out in my hamstrings. And I say that because when you, uh, focusing on a platform is similar to me focusing on like the yoga and Pilates to try to fix the hamstring problem, but it's actually not a hamstring problem, which is why if you focus on a platform, you may not see your business actually grow. It may not actually do anything for you because what you need to do is focus on the core the core piece, which for um, what I teach my clients is something I call just like dating. It's the just like dating method, which is really looking at your marketing plan and strategy exactly as you would a dating situation, right? And so for me in my early 20s, when my friends and I would go out, we'd start by going, where do we want to go out? And we'd make that decision by where are the, the eligible people that we're trying to meet hanging out? Like, where is our ideal person likely spending their time? And then on top of that, once we knew where they were likely spending their time, we asked, well, where do we actually want to go? Because if, for example, if you know the people we wanted to meet were at a I'm trying to think of something I wouldn't really enjoy, but probably at where I am now, a nightclub. Like if, the, if they were, you know, dancing and it was dark and it was smoky, and I, I, though I don't think that they smoke in clubs anymore. But if like that was the experience, I'd be like, heck no, I do not want to go there. But if they told me they were going to be, uh, I don't know, watching a football game at a certain bar, I would be all into it or going to this, you know, wine tasting or something. I'd be like, yes. And so it's, it's not only figuring out where your people are, it's figuring out where you will show up as your best self. And so if you know, your folks are on Instagram and clubhouse and Twitter and LinkedIn and Pinterest and all the places, then all you need to do is ask yourself, where's the one place that you can show up as your best self consistently. And that's how I make that decision. Not just, Ooh, this is hot. This is, everybody's talking about this. Maybe I should move over there.
0: I, yeah, I, I love that, and I, you know, and I love that you like. I, I always take social media in particular, but I try to. I, I'm, I, I make those analogies of like, to real life experiences. Cause I think it illustrates points. So that you calling it just like dating, I think is, makes it very easy for people to understand that like, yeah. we've all been there. We've been like, where do we want to go? Where are we going tonight? Like, I don't know where, where are the dudes going to be? We're not going line dancing. Cause that's not where I'm going to meet my guy. And that's not where I want to. And, and you know what? I'm not into it. Um, but you know, it's, it's what party do you want to be at? Like, where are your people and where will you have the most fun? And I, I think that like, like with clubhouse, people ask me, should I be on clubhouse? And I, I look at it and it's like, well, do you, what do you feel is your strength? Long form talking conversations, then, then yes, that's the place that you should be. I, th- I think that it's just an amazing platform for that reason. Um, It's stages. If you ever wanted to be a speaker, if it's part of your vision to be a speaker, then that's a great place to go test out your, you know, and work your speaking muscles. Um, But if you are terrified of that, and that has nothing to do with, you know, if you're a hairdresser and you just want to put pictures of your work up, then clubhouse is not the right place for you. You're going to try to fit yourself into that, like that square peg into the round hole.
1: For sure. And, and that's why I'm right there with you, you have to figure out how am I going to show up best? Because once you figure that out, then when you think about dating, it's okay, well, then how am I going to now speak to the person? Like, if you see your person, how do you speak to them? How are you going to connect with them? How are you going to capture their attention and spark a conversation? And, you know, in dating, when I was in my early 20s, believe it or not, I was very shy. (laughs) And so um, my best friend would usually go and speak to like a group of guys and then I'd come over or she'd be like, come over. Or, you know, I'd accidentally bump into somebody or I'd try to sit at the bar by myself and hope somebody would come talk to me. It's like, (laughs) I was so nervous and shy about it. And so when you're doing this online, you have to figure out, okay, well, what's going to stop if it's a social media platform or something like that, what's going to stop my person from scrolling? Like, how do I get them to stop their infinite scroll and pay attention to something that I put out there and, and then engage with it such that they're inspired to spark a conversation by liking it or commenting or doing something? And we can kind of open up that dialogue. And so it's, it's figuring out where you want to show up and how you'll show it best. But then it's also figuring out, well, when I get there, what the heck am I going to say or do such that the person that I would like to become my client or customer Pays attention to me, sees me, is excited by me, and um, and I can give an example of how this particularly looks in in my business, but um, or or even with some of my clients. But once you kind of have that engagement and you've sparked that conversation, then you want to get to the point where you metaphorically get their digits. So you're like, okay, they've seen me, we've been in the spot. We've connected, we've chatted up a little bit, and now it's like, okay, how do I exchange digits? And for some people that could be, you know, getting somebody's email address, um, DMing them on a platform like Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, it could be... Um, literally getting their phone number it depends or a business card depending on you know if that's even a thing for people anymore Um, but you want to figure out how can I get your contact information so that we're staying in contact and the whole point of that is so that you can reach the dating phase where you just go on dates and the whole point of dating is to go how can I provide them with everything that they need so that and that everything that they need and Um, It's two parts. (laughs) Everything that they need to decide if they want to work with me or not. And how can I figure out everything I need to figure out from them to figure out if I want to work with them or not. And then from there, when you guys are aligned and you're like, hey, at least on your end, I would like to work with that person or I'd like to have them be my client or customer. Then, you know, if you like it, then you better put a ring on it as Beyonce Sings and uh, <laughs> and you just make the offer and you say, "Hey, wanna? I have this thing. I think it would be amazing for you. Here's why. I've obliterated all of your fears and doubts and limiting beliefs about it. We've I've uh, given you everything you need to powerfully choose if this is something you want to do. And now I'm just gonna make that offer to you and and see where it goes. And some people will be a heck yes. Yeah, some people will be a heck no. And it's okay either way. At least you put yourself out there."
0: Yeah. And I, like what I kept hearing there was like, you're evaluating the whole time and they're evaluating you and you're giving the information that they need to evaluate you. You're putting your best foot forward and being like, this is who I am. This is what I offer. If you're looking for XYZ, this is how I can help. And the whole time that they're talking and they're, you know, you're getting to know them, you're qualifying and figuring out. Do they fit into who I want to work with? Do they fit into the people that I can help into my community, into my world? Will this be a successful relationship?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a beautiful way of putting it. It's they're evaluating you and you're qualifying them. And once you are aligned with, okay, they've they've passed my qualification test or whatnot, then you can make that offer. And all of this uh, only works if you show up as your true organic self Because if you've ever been on a date or dated someone for a little bit and then they did like a jackal and hide on you or something. And they were one person during the dating phase and another person later on, um, or when you met at the bar, or, you know, not line dancing for Nicole, but when you <laughs> met somewhere and then you were like, Hey, what, who the heck is this person? And that's happened to me in dating. I distinctly remember meeting someone. It seemed great. We went on a couple of dates and then I was in grad school and they wanted to meet up. And I, I said, I couldn't because I had exams the next day and I was studying with a friend and they went, cray cray on me. I'm like, what is wrong with this person? I'm like, who are you? What is wrong with you? And I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. And so if you can, if you copy somebody else's messaging or way of being, it may seem initially, and I've, I've done it before, you know, like not verbatim, but you know, I've gone, oh, let me see their structure and try to reverse engineer it. And there may be some helpful information in the reverse engineering of structure, but when you're too close to using the same words as someone else that aren't the way you would say things or or um, aren't in alignment with who you are, it's just not going to be well-received. Or even if it is for a little bit, sooner or later, who you truly are is going to come out and people are going to go, who the heck is this person? And that, and usually that happens before you make the offer anyway. So you might as well just be yourself and go with you know the the law of frequency, uh, which uh, is essentially, like, hey, I'm on I'm on my frequency, and if you're on my frequency too, you're going to hear what I have to say. And that's why it's so important for you to be yourself, because otherwise, you won't attract the people that you want to attract, right? The people that are are here to hear your message, that are tuning into your metaphorical radio station.
0: I, I I couldn't agree more, and I'm actually just just. While you were saying that, all I kept thinking of was the, the two biggest complaints or two of the biggest problems that that I hear entrepreneurs complaining about, griping about, you know, asking for help about, are help with imposter syndrome and they can't be consistent. Yeah. And those two things are rooted in you, if you're copying somebody else's message, first of all, it's gonna be a whole lot harder. Because you're going to go and you're going to go back and you're going to try to study every time you want to write a piece of content, every time you want to come out with something, you're always looking at what somebody else does and you're trying to fit your round peg into the square hole. Again, you're you're over-engineering all of it because you're trying to do it right instead of trying to do it authentically and as yourself. Yeah. Um, it's like when you if, you're a, if you <laughs> if you tell a lot of lies, you always have to be thinking about you know do you have your story straight? It's almost the same way. Um, <laughs> And then the imposter syndrome part, that feeling like I'm not good enough, You know, who am I to do this? Well, that's going to come from you not having your authentic message and not speaking out. That's kind of, to me, that's sort of your soul saying, you're not putting us out there. You're doing somebody else's thing. Imposter syndrome is not a validation that you aren't good enough. That feeling is not true, but it is guiding you to something and telling you that you're not doing it wholeheartedly your way. And you should listen to that.
1: I um, I like to tell people that if, if before they kind of go out into the world and get on a sales call or write a message or do something along those lines, is to write what I I call the effing, uh, the effing fabulous list, <laughs> and it's just write down a list of all the reasons why you're effing fabulous and read that because I think too often we forget. And, uh, and you know, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody fails. I pretty much, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure I fail at something every day. You know, like I make a mistake. I've probably stuttered a bunch on this episode alone or something. You know, it just happens. But when you can start with, why am I freaking amazing? And why do I need to share myself? Who, is, who needs to hear my message? Who needs to experience me to empower them, to transform something For them to just hear that they're not alone, whatever the case may be. When you can come from that place, then everything else, any other disempowering beliefs or thoughts that may come up for you, because they're going to come up for you at whatever level you're at, but it, it makes you go, you know what? I'm doing this for something bigger than myself. So even though I may not feel good enough right now in this moment, here's a whole list of reasons why I'm amazing. And not only that, here are people who need my amazingness and I am doing a disservice to them. If I listen to my disempowering thoughts over and over and over again, at some point, you know, you just, and they're going to come up all the time. It's just going, okay, how can I put this aside a little bit and take action anyway? How can I show up anyway? How can I be consistent anyway? And because not being consistent, it's actually about you when the whole point of consistently marketing or consistently doing anything is for somebody else. So it's, it's realizing, Oh, Ooh, I'm catering to myself right now. Instead of all the people that I promised to impact, you know? Absolutely. I, I love, I, I effing love the effing
0: fabulous list. um, Because I, I do love, you have to fortify yourself with something good before you step out into the big, bad world. And, you know, you start second guessing yourself, like really stand on something strong, center yourself in something positive and, and in the truth of who you are. Yeah. because we all do have a genius i think that that's kind of the 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 theme of this is that we all do have our innate genius and tap into that regularly before you go out and try to market yourself center yourself on the fact that like this is what makes me awesome this is my this is my north star this is my compass that's going to lead me in the right direction and then go forth and conquer absolutely absolutely I love it. Well, Nikki, this has been so fun. It has been so. I I, I love this conversation because we've covered so many things, but we really did break it down into like, you know, I, I loved just kind of how you broke this down. I'm just going to recap real quickly for the, for the listeners um, at home so that they kind of. They're taking notes. They can start feverishly writing right now. Um, that, that defining your genius is is something that we we should start with, and then leaning into our gifts and leaning into that, making your effing fabulous list. How important that is to, to center yourself and make that a cornerstone of who you are and how you market yourself. And then figure out where do you belong, where are your people, and where are you going to have the most fun? If you're doing those core things, you are going to feel infinitely better about your business. And it's going to be a whole lot more fun. When when you're having fun, some of my acting teacher used to say, like whenever we'd go out on stage before we went out, he would say, remember, if you're having fun, they're having fun. That that should be your whole thing out there. Like When in doubt, just have some fun. And so you could screw up. You could trip over your line. You could mess it up. But if you're having fun, the audience will too. They will be there with you. And so do it so you're having fun. Step out and you will have a whole lot more fun and they will have more fun with you. You'll start attracting people to you the more free you are with it. Um, But where can everybody stay in touch with you? How can they get more of your genius
1: yeah. So the best way to stay connected with me and to find me online is to head to um, free marketing bootcamp dot It's uh, it'll take you to a um, free marketing bootcamp that I have um, where we can really work with you on fleshing out your just like dating strategy, um, but also it'll it'll provide you with all the links to connect with me anywhere. So whatever platform, I shouldn't say anywhere, whichever platform that I know I show up best at are the platforms that I'm on. Um, But I will say that I'm on uh, probably more than that, but know that my entire background initially was in social media marketing. So some of these accounts I've had since I was uh, working for Fortune 100 companies, helping them build theirs. But but yeah, if you just go to freemarketingbootcamp.com, You'll get the training and uh, or the masterclass, and you'll also uh, have that ability to connect with me if you have a question. There are are ways to contact me. I am great at voice memoing. So if the platform has a voice memo option, then that's where you'll find me.
0: Rock on. So that's the hub. So freemarketingbootcamp.com is where they can go. They can get your trainings. They can get links out to whatever their platform of choices, they can choose to reach out to you. on
1: <laughs> Yes. Yes. So if, if we're being real, my favorite is going to be something like an Instagram where I can leave a voice memo real quick and uh, it's on my phone. I, I don't have all platforms on my phone, but free marketing oh. bootcamp will get you my account and all, uh, all that jazz.
0: All right. Well, everybody,
1: you heard her go to freemarketingbootcamp.com.
0: You can get some free training. You can stay in touch with Nikki and you have a book coming out as well, right? You yes. should be on the look for that. When does that, when does that drop?
1: The book drops August 24th, 2021. It's Woo-hoo. been on my calendar for for what feels like forever, but I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I'm excited for you. And that is coming out. That is uh, being published by Hay House. So you want to take, you want, you guys want to mark your calendars and get that on pre-order when it drops, not even when it drops right before it, you should be looking for that book and and get on the waiting list for that and stay in touch with Nikki. I know that um, her podcast is also amazing. So you want to, you want to keep, keep, keep getting her genius from all of these channels.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Nicole.
0: Thank you. And everybody, thank you so much for sticking with us. Thank you for listening to this podcast to the end. Remember, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So thank you so much, guys. We will see you on the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life... Please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll see you there.